Okay, so boom. <laughs> Sorry, let's start with welcome. Welcome to the second episode of CC Said That, the podcast. I'm very happy you joined. Thank you so much. We're going to talk about growth. And then we're going to get into this story time because you already know when I set it up, well, okay, boom, what it is, right? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So CC said that the podcast wants to make sure that everyone listening is aware that July 8th is the new date for the Illuminate Grow Literary Gala. And it is a literary gala. But what does that mean? It means that my focus is independent authors, independent illustrators, independent photographers, and independent bookstores. They are going to be on display, full display. And it means that you will have an opportunity to indulge the readership side of you, the curious side, the imaginative side. And it is a gala. So that means get your grown dress on, okay? Get your grown dress on. Let's come through and show up and definitely get pictures taken. For those of you who are coming as an attendee who is coming uh, with your Scholastic Book Fair energy on, and shout out to Scholastic because I always loved them as a child. They opened so many gateways for me. It was like a treasure hunt, right? Anyhow, back to the point. When you come with that energy, I want you to be able to shop from some of these vendors, these authors, these illustrators, these photographers. So make sure that you're ready for that experience. It is a grown-up book fair, you guys. Except I also want you to get to know the authors. And that is the experience. You get to hear their behind the scenes. You get to see what was motivating them, the illustrators, the photographers, because the art gives you a story that you're actually reflecting back to you. But the artist getting to tell you what their intent was gives you a nuance that you may not have had access to before. So you get access. And that's amazing. And please show up with your grown dress on. It is a gala, people. Pictures and swag bags and gifts. Okay, plug done. Moving on. Story time. Growth. Why growth? Growth is important. Growth is essential and nothing grows without breaking first. So it's something that some people shy away from because the pain is inevitable. Don't be afraid. Go to the light. <laughs> okay. If you don't know that reference, don't go look it up. Anyway, point is this. Growth. If we are not growing, what are we doing? No, really, what are we doing? What are we spending our time on? What is our energy being spent on if it isn't expanding, expounding, uh, spreading out into the spaces we're able to fill? It's so important that whatever the iteration was of us the last time that we make this next iteration, uh, look back and say, wow, yeah, that was a good setup for who I am today. It's so important that the, the friendships, the circles, the cycles of time see us as someone who is worthy of this experience and the ability to witness this experience firsthand. Why? Because so many people don't get to. So many people simply do not get to experience the next iteration of themselves. Unforeseen occurrences happen. Are you happy with who you are today? Are you proud of you? Are you pleased with you? Whatever else you're doing, if it doesn't answer those questions in an affirmative or at least progressively headed in the affirmative, Maybe today is that day that you rethink it. Maybe it's an attitude growth. Maybe it's physical growth. Uh, 
I know some of y'all looking for gains and some of you looking for losses, but there's someone you want to be that you, you said, I am proud of that person and that person doesn't match who I am today. And so I'm going to aim for them. Don't let anybody keep you from aiming for that person unless it's God himself, because of course he knows better. Don't let anybody stop you. Go for it. And to that end, I want to talk about why I write. Okay. Once upon a time, in many times, actually, I wasn't someone I was proud of. And I was not even apologetic to myself for being someone I wasn't proud of, which was probably my first mistake because I wasn't able to forgive the apology that was unsaid. Moving on, I was unpacking. You know, you you move into a spot and you get to that last box because it's marked miscellaneous. And you say, okay, finally I'll have to deal with this sucker because I have been postponing and procrastinating in an effort to not face what is ever in this box, whatever is the skeletons that will come out of this box. And sometimes very literally because the little, what do you call them? Uh, the little roly-polies will sometimes get in there. <laughs> call them do you call them roly-polies where you're from let me know in the comments anyway so I'm unpacking this box and it contains poetry that I have written over the years and just couldn't let go of it was printed on paper I was not very environmentally conscious at the time and some of it was on flash drive so there's some progress for you right but when I read some of the printed work or some of my loose leaf notebook paper and uh, the fading pencil, the fading graphite reminded me that I was the same person I was then. And I decided that wasn't acceptable. I wanted off this ride. The very words that I was reading myself, I was reading myself. Those words indicted me. And I said to myself at that moment, Oh heck no. We're getting off. We are getting off of this ride. I don't wanna I don't wanna anymore. <laughs> and I cried. I cried over those pages and I cried uh for the girl that I was seeing in those pages because I hadn't done her any favors by staying her, by remaining her. I hadn't hadn't treated her very well. And I thought I was doing things differently because I was doing them differently with, I was doing the same things with different people. And I thought that would do it, right? If I move, I'm in a different environment. So I have to be different, right? Wherever you are, whoever you're with, you take you with you and you will be there when you get there. It's very important that we grow and not just transplant, not just transfer and keep that same energy and keep those same conditions of the inner person. So when I write, I look back to see if, because I will always write what's, what's true to my current experience. I look back to see a measurement of growth in me and to even find the littlest bit of growth is worthy of a celebration. And I celebrate it. And that way I continue that reward process of knowing that I am growing towards the person I want to be. So in my poetry, you'll find that I talk about romance. I talk about revelations. I talk about 
emotional maturation and spiritual maturation. And there's levels. There are so many levels to these things. Uh, as well as heart conditions, right? So when I speak about emotions, I'm not always talking about heart condition and vice versa because the condition of my physical heart is a reflection of my spiritual heart. And the spiritual heart may be pulling me towards something that my conscious, which is also heart-mind connected, isn't comfortable with, right? So the other night I was on... uh, a pop-up hosted by the Hype Queen. Shout out to Porchita. Hola, mama. And it was a really nice interview. And I asked the audience to provide me with a feeling for a poem that they wanted me to recite or read. And one of the audience participants said temptation. And I thought a lot about this in the hindsight, like I am want to do. I always recap my experiences with you all. And uh, that's why I look forward to you giving them to me in the comments. So please don't forget to do that, okay? And here's what happened. Later, I was thinking about this feeling that the audience participant gave, temptation. And I thought, I wonder where that thought came from for them. Why is temptation the feeling that popped into their mind that they would like to hear poetry about? What motivates anybody to want to hear or read a specific feeling? I I don't know the answer for that one. I'm sorry. I know. Big lead up to a big disappointment. I'm sorry. But here's the reason why. (laughs) After I started thinking about that, it led to the question of what does temptation look like for me? Is that one of the feelings that I indulge in? Is that one that I give any kind of honor to? I, I, I have to be honest lately. No, it's been, it's been very distant from my emotional repertoire is not, you know, at the front of the stacks. The catalog has a lot of emotions and it's way at the back. You know, if you're if you're thumbing through the catalog of vinyls and, and they're each an emotion, sadness, anger, despair, desperation, fear, distrust, mistrust, jealousy, um, discontentment. And now let's talk about all the beautiful ones, joy, glee, peace. Uh, happiness, gratitude, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> uh, selflessness, um, generosity, all, all these different feelings, these, these, the magnitude of the spectrum. Yeah, temptation's been way at the back. And so I had to understand that about me because I always have to understand things about me. What is it exactly that pushed it to the back? Well, honestly, it was because Temptation is one of those feelings that has hindered my growth before. And that's not the direction I'm headed in. So I don't pull that feeling to the top very often. I don't indulge it very often. Now, when it comes to a good piece of key lime cheesecake, yeah, it comes to the front real fast. <laughs> it comes to the front real fast. And... um and yeah, I mean, I'm going to indulge it. And then I put it back at the back of the stack because I don't need it. It's not a front and center feeling that gives me the goal that I want. So what's at the front of your catalog of emotions? What's at the front? Because I guarantee you it'll tell you what's feeding or not feeding. Well, re- regardless of how it's feeding, it's feeding your growth. And it could be stunting you. So it's important to understand that. Now, 
to my readers that are not writers, that are not creatives, and, and but you're consumers of the work, and for that you're very important, and I'm very happy that you're here. So I want to give you a moment to, to talk to you just a second, if I might. When it comes to readership, I'm a performance poet too, if you didn't know. Um, I do perform poetry. I used to memorize poets' uh, work, and then I started memorizing my own work, and I could write a piece that day and have it memorized for a show that night and the next night and the next night and the next night. My brain doesn't do that as much as it used to, mostly because it's going in a zillion directions at any given time. <laughs> I'm really excited to tell you about all those ways in my next episode. But, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm so sorry for the the constant clearing the throat. It's just one of those mornings where the pollen is attacking me. Um, But, yeah, so... When you're reading my work, and I'm not performing for you, what I really enjoy about that is that what you're reading is really how you feel. But you're looking for it in my words. So it's, I've I've said this before to my friends, to my closest friends. Reading poetry is looking into another person's mirror, but seeing yourself. So whatever you take away from the poetry, and thank goodness for all of you who tell me because it's it's one of the most enjoyable parts of this journey. Whatever you take away from what you read is what you need it to. When I perform, I tell you what to feel. I give you the palette. I give you the paint colors. I give you the numbers and you paint by numbers. But when you read... It is abstract extract from your heart, from your spirit, from your energy. And so whatever you get from it is what you need it to. If you got something that said, ouch, then you just found a tender spot. You just found a wound that needs your attention. If you got something and you got angry, you found a tender spot. You found something in you that wants your attention that feels unfair. And you have the power to decide that next time you read that, it won't feel that way. By growing. By changing the narrative of where you live and where you walk. And that's why every time we read something, we get something different out of it. And I can read the same book and you can read the same book. And we come together at book club and you go, is that your perspective? Because this was my perspective and I really like your perspective, but I like mine too. And here's what you probably didn't see because here's how I arrived here. And then they go, oh, I didn't see that, right? If if we're honest, if we're humble, we say that. <laughs> so when you're reading... And you don't have the audiobook or you don't have the performance, it may be uncomfortable. And in fact, I, I really and truly believe that this is why some people don't like to read because it forces you to face you. And in the world of comic books and video games, isn't that the biggest enemy that we have to confront most often? Even and especially when the ego. And our narcissistic tendencies are at the front of the catalog. So enjoy the books. Enjoy them, please. Even if they take you down paths you don't want to go. Because you do get to go down them in the safety of your own home. And you do get to tell me how you felt about that experience. If you tell me afterwards I really hate you, I'll be pleased to know that you got through the book. 
I'll be pleased to know that something in that book has touched on some parts of you that you have not decided to love. And I will thank you for sharing. So, yeah, another plug. Don't forget to leave a review. <laughs> and this is a little bit longer an episode than I meant to have. But thank you so much for listening. Please comment. Please like and subscribe. And uh, follow me at CC Said That on Instagram. And CC underscore Miller LLC on Instagram as well. And uh, whatever you do, keep it positively personal here, okay? <laughs>